Welcome to the Wild and Well-Fed podcast, where we discuss women's health beyond nutrition. Get ready for practical, sustainable, real-life health topics that will help bring you closer to nature and your feminine roots. This is your host, Laura Lyons, and I'm here with my co-host, Annika Nicole. Let's get wildly nourished. The Wild and Well-Fed podcast is not medical advice, diagnosis, or prescription. No information in this podcast should be considered as medical advice or treated as such. Please consult your doctor before implementing any nutritional, supplemental, or lifestyle changes. Welcome back to the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. This is the first episode of season three, where we're going to be discussing social media deception. We decided we wanted to do a whole season on this because we realized that a lot of the stress and chaos in people's lives is actually being created by excessive phone and social media consumption. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing how we are living in a fake world and how it's impacting our body image, who we are, and our wants and desires. Uh, I think a good way to kick this off would be discussing our experiences with social media and what it was like growing up with it. So, Annika, you want to kind of kick us off with that and tell us a little bit about your experience with social media and what what age you were introduced to it? And yeah, and it's it's funny, too, because we'll get into this, but we both have such different experiences with social media Mm -hmm. because of our difference in age. So I'm really excited to hear about what you have to say about it because when we were planning this episode you were talking about like aim aim <laughs> you know which i never had myspace and myspace which i i just missed myspace um but yeah i mean i basically grew up in elementary school and whatnot without social media, which I think was a huge blessing. I first got Facebook in eighth grade, and then I first got Instagram my senior year of high school. So that would have been 2012, I feel like, is when that kind of got popular. So um, thankfully, both of us had childhoods free of social media, but it definitely started earlier for me than it did for Laura. So do you want to tell us about your social media history? Yeah, so I was not, I was a sophomore in college when Facebook came out, and it was only for colleges. So um, I remember the day there was a guy that was walking around the dorms and we had all our doors open. He was just coming. He's like, have you guys uh, signed up for Facebook yet? And we all just like ran to our computers and, and we signed up for Facebook. And it was just, it was basically just a way to like get to know people in your vicinity, like where you lived or where you were going to college. So it, it wasn't as broad as it is now. So um, yeah, so that's that was when Facebook became about. And prior to that, I mean, I think at the time I had a flip phone. I mean, this was <laughs> I <laughs> I literally just grew up with nothing. I mean, when I turned 16, I got a flip phone and it was just for when I was driving. It was just for like safety precautions, but we weren't like allowed to use them in school at all. We couldn't even like have them like on premise. So nobody had any cell phones or anything when we were in high school. So college was my first real experience, sophomore year. That's when Facebook came about. And then with Facebook came about all of the newer stuff that we're seeing, all the YouTube and the Instagram and all of that started coming out afterwards. 
Yeah. So when I was growing up, we did have MySpace and AIM. Um, these two platforms were definitely not like influencer type platforms. They were just ways to be, be friends with people and find people in your area to like hang out with. And I did meet some friends on MySpace, um, but <laughs> MySpace was such an emo platform. Same thing with AIM. I mean, I just remember <laughs> you would just leave the most ridiculous like away messages. And oh gosh, I wish I could sign into my MySpace now because... <laughs> I already know it was just like a bunch of like emo song lyrics and stuff. <laughs> and, and now it might be kind of concerning if somebody was doing something like that. Like if there was a kid now leaving the type of lyrics, like the song lyrics that I left on my page, we would be like calling the cops, right? Like we're concerned <laughs> for them. I <laughs> this this is just that day and age. I mean, I grew up with like Limp Biscuit and you know, like that those types of bands, like the the emo bands and dashboard confessional. And so just to have I can just like picture it like right now, like these super emo posts. And same thing with my my away messages on AIM were always like so dramatic. I was just so dramatic about everything. Like probably a cause for concern, you know? But I just that's just what you did. Um, I think the most concerning part of everything you just said is that you met friends on MySpace. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't meet up with these people. <laughs> I did, though. I did. No. Yeah. But it was just like, you're so innocent. I mean, it was like the 90s and early oh. 2000s, you know? So it was just, it was very different. And so it wasn't an influencer platform whatsoever. It was really just a place to meet friends and leave like emo posts. That's basically all it was. And like post <laughs> post photos. I, mean, I could I still have my my emo photos from MySpace because they're so hilarious. Um, and so I grew up with that. And then I grew up with like chat rooms. But we just had that basic one computer down in our basement and there were no laptops or anything like that. We had that one computer down in the basement that you would go down to. So me and my friends, when they were, when we would have like a sleepover, would go down there and like go into random like chat rooms and stuff and chat with <laughs> random people. Um, pretty dangerous if you think about it. But But back then it was just so innocent, you know, it was just social media and the internet was just such an innocent thing for for me growing up there really wasn't any harm in it like it is now where you can find out where people live and all this crazy stuff so um that's my experience as a kid um definitely no no cell phones no outside influence it was literally just you know i grew up with my friends and i lived a very just small town type of type of life um and then college, the Facebook came out sophomore year, and that is when everything started coming out. That is when we had like the YouTube influencers. We started having the um, the makeup influencers. I don't know if you guys remember that, but <laughs> the makeup accounts where they would like show you how to put on makeup. And I mean, think about it. this stuff has been going on a while. People trying to influence you, but it did start with Facebook. Prior to that, we didn't really have anything. So I'm really grateful that I grew up without these platforms. I think it has made me a different person. I, I do. I, I think nowadays this is really impacting um, people's lives. So um, that was my experience. And I know 
I know you had this as well, but the the fitspos type stuff and the body image stuff and seeing so many different bodies on the internet really, really impacted me. And I, that's when all of my, my dieting started and my excessive exercise started. And it was just from following all these like bodybuilders online and, you know, just seeing all these different types of bodies and thinking I should look like that. Yep. That, that's exactly when it started for me too. And when we were talking about all this social media stuff, we started to think about what it was like when, for example, Instagram first came out. And I have, I'd seen a meme, actually, I think you sent it to me not too long ago. That's like, it's 2012. You just took a picture of your lunch and put a filter on it and posted it on Instagram. It got zero likes. You didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of like glamorized the beginnings of social media, which to an extent was true. But at the same time, I actually remember as soon as I downloaded Instagram in 2012, it was the first half of my senior year of high school, I started getting into dieting at the same time. And I started following like Fitspo accounts on Instagram. I mean, who knew how many followers they had? And I don't even think it was a real person. It was just like someone posting like Pinterest workouts and statistics and stuff like that. But I remember I was following this one account or girl And she would post like, if you eat a burger, this is what you have to do to burn it off. And it would be like, run for 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. do 20 minutes of squat jumps and like make, make food sound so scary and like something that you constantly have to be earning or working off. And that was like right off the bat with Instagram. And I truly remember just looking at these pages and being like, oh, I just want to do anything I can to look like this. And I was 17. So we kind of glamorized the old social media and some of it, some of it really was like pretty innocent. Like you said, with MySpace and I used to tweet Justin Bieber every single day (laughs) of my life. (laughs) I literally thought he was going to find me and fall in love with me. I actually recreated, like, re-logged into my Twitter last year to change it to my business account. The tweets that I was sending to Justin Bieber in 2010 were so embarrassing. But it's like you've seen that meme where they're like, "I don't." There is no no more of a stranger than that person that I was, you know, ten years ago, and I'm like. Absolutely. Like I will see some of the stuff that I posted on my personal Facebook like 10 years ago and I I am so embarrassed. I am like that is not me. I, <laughs> like I mean, like I was telling you before we started recording, I got a Facebook memory literally yesterday from 2011 that said worst day of my life. <laughs> I could not tell you what happened that day. I felt the need to share that with people. I, I mean, I'll see. St- and ten years ago doesn't seem like that long, right? But it's like I put no. like going shopping and hearts. Like, oh, <laughs> so enlightening, Laura. So glad you needed to post that on Facebook for the world to see. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. So the point of that is. Some of it truly was pretty innocent, and I think there was a time where it wasn't taking over our lives the way that it does now, but what we're trying to say is that it did get – it got bad fast. 
Yeah. And you had the same experience too, like you kind of touched on earlier with like Mm -hmm. the YouTubers that started to come out and all the makeup accounts and makeup tutorials and basically just this whole industry that exploded trying Mm -hmm. to make women think that they're not enough, they're not pretty enough, they're not good enough, and you need all these things or items or just materialistic stuff to make you feel better. Yeah. Also, keep in mind at that time, this was all stuff you had to access on your desktop. So we didn't have iPhones where you could like scroll, right? Where like you could download um, social media apps on your phone. So if I wanted to access like MySpace or the AIM or chat rooms or um, even initially when Facebook came out, I didn't have a smartphone. So I didn't have access to these things unless I was physically sitting down at my computer. It wasn't so easy to access like it is nowadays. And I do feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but when, especially when YouTube, I wish I remembered the year that YouTube like really became a thing, but that YouTube, I feel like really sparked off like eating disorders. And I feel like a lot of the accounts on there were like eating disorder accounts, but like promoting it. Yes. And that's what I really remember from when I first was getting like introduced to social media and Facebook and all of these things. I really remember that. Like that's when you had like the Eugenia Coonies of the world like posting. And I don't know. I don't know if you remember that, but that's what I remember. I just remember it just basically being all fitness and like nutrition and like eating disorder accounts. I honestly don't even remember it being nutrition. I just remember it being dieting, like how to cut calories, different. Like I would try diets that I would find on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I did one called like the soldier diet or something where I (laughs) ate a cup of ice cream for breakfast. Like What? 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 (laughs) Yeah, I'm not kidding. (laughs) I... I would just find these random things and just try them on a whim, having no idea like how that impacted me or what it was going to do to my body just because that was out there. But I don't remember there being any nutrition education. It was just like how to eat less, how to cut calories, different types of diets, how to lose 10 pounds in three days, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even like the diet. So the diet accounts, if you think about it, when all of this kind of came out. It was mostly like paleo. That was the thing that was in initially. Yeah. That was definitely one of the first nutritional education things that blew up. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was touted as a diet though. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I don't even remember it being as like a healing diet. It was more so just a diet. Oh, 100%. I did it my sophomore year of college to lose weight. Yeah. 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 Wild. But yeah, I mean, we just have a different timeline, basically, mm-hmm. um, to when we got exposed with these things, just because we're about we're nine years apart. So um, so yeah, we just have a different timeline of when we were exposed to social media and how it has impacted us. Uh, yours was much younger, though, much, much, much younger than me. Yeah. And I still feel grateful that it was when it that it happened when it happened, which like I said, was eighth grade because kids these days mm-hmm. are born into it. Yeah. And I can't imagine that that would be, I mean, we know how much technology and iPads and phones have become a problem for kids, but yep. um, social media, having it all of high school on your phone. I actually heard this story one time of like 
I guess maybe it wasn't a story. It's like a statistic or whatever it is. But um, kids these days in high school are so much more mentally impacted by it because mm-hmm. say in high school, like the popular group went out over the weekend and went to like dinner and a movie and they all hung out. You wouldn't find out about that. A person not in that group or a person that wasn't invited wouldn't even know about it till Monday when kind of like the sting of it had faded because it was in the past. But kids these days are finding out about it in real time. And it's like killing them. It's hurting their feelings. People are getting not invited to stuff and it's just blasted all over social media and making them feel worse. And yeah, so it would just be really hard. I mean, that even bothers me now, you know, like adult seeing things, you know, you always feel like you're missing out on stuff. It's um, true. Due to social media. But we did, um, I shared this with you earlier, a statistic about how an 18-year-old right now that is exposed to social media and phones will be spending 25 years of their life before they die on social media and apps. Mm-hmm. Wild. You're losing out on 25 years of your life on social media and apps and your phone. That Wild. Is so yeah truly scary to think about and this is also i feel like this makes you talked about the kid aspect but i had saw this thing earlier about this girl that was being bullied at school because she didn't have the stanley cup she had like a knockoff version and she was literally being bullied at school because she had a knockoff version of the stanley cup yeah like this is this is aggressive and the stanley cup is only popular because of tiktok (laughs) it's so true god all i can say is i'm so relieved neither of us had tiktok growing up i know and both of us still don't and we both refuse to get it (laughs) yep yep absolutely not so do you want to talk a little bit more about what social media has turned into today yeah so like i had said Social media for me growing up was really just a friends platform, just a place to hang, like, you know, to chat with friends or um, to meet people and stuff like that online. That's what Facebook was when it first came out. It was literally just to meet people in my area, in my college. So now (laughs) let's think about social media. It is now a mix of influencers, people just sharing their day to day lives or, you know, their kids or for family members and friends. Um, business, it's a, it's a big platform for businesses now. So, you know, all the advertisements, it's big for health and wellness and fitness is big for like spiritual people. (laughs) You have such a mixed bag of the type of people on there. Um, but what is, what are all these people doing on there? They're selling you something. So social media is legitimately a department store. You are, when you sign in on there, you are just going to be tackled with a bunch of different advertisements and people trying to sell you things. That's literally all it is. It's just a department store. Yeah. So back in the day, you would only have maybe 20 people in your circle that you were exposed to. So you're only actually seeing and interacting with 20 bodies. And now <laughs> we are seeing everything and everyone that we sh- that we never really should have been exposed to in the first place. We're we're witnessing things in other countries that we never should know about. We're seeing these crazy news headlines that we never should know about. We shouldn't our nervous systems are so overactivated because of all of this information that honestly we should never be exposed to. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. And when it comes to body image, like you said, you only saw 20 people, 20 bodies or 50 or whatever it was. But that's actually still a huge difference because you, first of all, these people were actually wearing clothes, like full on (laughs) clothes. (laughs) So you couldn't see like every wrinkle or blemish or stretch mark or you know, you didn't you didn't know what you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so you had this smaller amount of people in your circle. And the other thing about this is social media is just constantly feeding you perfection, mm-hmm. like perfect bodies, perfect people. I'm sure you guys have all seen how many influencers these days are AI, like they're not real people. Um, it's really becoming a thing, especially I think in like Asian countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um So all we're seeing is just perfection. And so we think that that's how everyone looks. But if you go out in real life, you go to the airport, you travel, you go somewhere, you're around a lot of people, you start to realize that is like the (laughs) 0.0001% of people. But social media has you believing the opposite and it wants you believing the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's just a filter. Instagram is a filter. I mean, it every single woman can take a photo in some certain angle that makes them look thinner, makes them look a certain way. So we're now with all the filters on there too, like the actual filters that alter your face and everything. I mean, everything is so fake. It's so fake. It's a massive highlight reel. People are only posting photos of themselves that they like. You know, nobody's posting a photo that they don't (laughs) like of themselves. Uh, But once you actually get out in real life and see real people and real bodies and the way that people actually look, it is completely different than social media. And you used to actually give me pep talks about that all the time Mm -hmm. because I would spend so much time just like hiding in my house during my divorce because I was just like too heartbroken and sad to leave and like I didn't have anyone to do anything with. So I would just sit here and like complain about myself and you would be like, dude, you need to get out yeah, (laughs) because like just getting out and realizing that not everyone is perfect is going to do so much for you. And I literally remember going to the airport for my first trip after the divorce. It was like my first time like leaving and going out. Um, and I was texting you saying mm-hmm. that exact thing. Yep. I was just yep. saying, oh, you were Nobody's so right. perfect. Cause it's like, we can be down on ourselves about like, you know, having a little extra weight or having some acne or whatever it may be. And it's like, okay, but if you actually look around, everybody's struggling with something. If you actually wanted to put that into perspective, you know, nobody is perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody is perfect. And that's wonderful, but we're just not what we're seeing online is making us have this false conception that like everybody is just perfect and everybody looks this certain way. But in real life, that's just not, it's not true. It's not true at all. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of all of that, as if that isn't enough, it, these phones and the addiction that comes with social media and scrolling people, I've heard the term doom scrolling. And I feel like that's such a good way to put it, but it just creates this this state of mind, or I don't even know, a vortex, I guess you could call it. And you're no longer being present in your life. And so much of what you do, whether you realize it or not, you could be doing it for the gram. I mean, there was that whole thing that was popular a while ago, like do it for the gram. And it's kind of like a joke, but it's actually really not because you just are, you're not present. You're not thinking 
for yourself, a lot of times you're thinking what you want to post and you have this constant pressure to post. And if you're not posting, you feel like you should be posting. Um, if you're not on social media, you feel like what's going on on there. I haven't been on for so long. What am I missing out on? And again, maybe this doesn't apply for everyone, but this definitely applies for probably most of us or has applied for some of us at a certain point because it is really hard to have a super healthy relationship with social media. Yeah. I mean, you're basically just getting dopamine hits all day long when you're on there. So basically those dopamine hits are just dulling your day-to-day life. And you can't even, you're not able to find joy in your day-to-day life. I mean, how many times have you sat down to like, just scroll for a second and then you look and you're like, oh, a whole hour just went by. Like you get sucked into this stuff and you're no longer present in your life. And I think a big thing you just mentioned too, is the, the constant pressure of feeling like you need to post because everybody's posting about their life. Everybody's posting about what they're doing. Um, and you feel like you're missing out. You feel like, oh, I should be doing this, especially being an entrepreneur. I mean, having that constant pressure, like you have to just stay in this rat race of like constantly posting and being, being on there all the time. And it makes it hard to be present in your life. Yeah, it's true. I will say I am so beyond thankful (laughs) that we have jobs and platforms that don't require us to be influencers. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, I do not have one influencer bone in my body. (laughs) Same, same. We talk about this all the time. We're always like, oh my God. It's like you always have this thing in the back of your head where you're like, should I be posting? Should I be taking videos of my trip right now or what I'm doing outside? Should I be like on my stories talking about this or that? And then you have to just sit back and realize like, no, we are business owners. We are on there to share nutrition information. (laughs) We are not influencers. And I think this is where this platform's become a little bit of a problem is having that mix, having a mix of influencers, people that are running their business on there, you know, some health and wellness stuff. And then you have the spiritual stuff and then you have people sharing their lives and you have such a mixed bag that sometimes you're like, maybe I'm not doing enough and maybe I need to just start like posting my life more. I need to do this or that. And, but like me and you say all the time, like, we are not influencers and never, never will be. That is just not us whatsoever. It's so funny because I was in Hawaii last week with my boyfriend and we were just dying at all of like the influencers and who knows if they actually were or not. (laughs) But there was this one where this girl was making her husband take videos of her walking across the street. Oh gosh. (laughs) They like redid it like three times. And I was just like, I am so so thankful that's not a part of my job because I love to just be present in the moment. And like, I probably have maybe 20 pictures from my whole trip of almost a week in Hawaii because that's just, that's just how I roll. So I'm yep. <laughs> at least thankful that we, yep. <laughs> we I'm totally have to do that. the same way, but yeah, I think that's the biggest problem too, is the, the no longer being present. That, mm-hmm. that is huge. I think that is the biggest problem with social media. We can't, I mean, most of us can't even walk to the bathroom without looking at our phone. We can't walk down the stairs without looking at our phone. We can't like cook dinner without looking at our phone, just constantly being on there. We're just no longer present. Our faces are just in phones. I mean, you'll go out to dinner and you'll see a a couple sitting there or a family sitting there and every single person is on their phone. It's just like, what, what is this life? This is not how we're supposed to be living. And I think it's giving us this false sense of community 
So yeah. a lot of us don't even know how to engage in real life anymore, or we get really anxious to be out in real life or meet people in real life because this is giving us a false sense of community. And you can say whatever you want on social media, right? Whereas in person, you're going to have anxieties about what you're saying and what you're doing because you're not used to engaging with people in real life anymore. And it's just, it's so sad that this is what our life has become. It's like literally a virtual reality <laughs> in a way. And it's severely impacting our nervous system, like severely impacting our nervous system and people don't even realize it. It's so true. And like you said, people will be so mean and so bold and will say things that they would never say in real life because they have that keyboard sense of security. They're behind a screen and it has in so many ways brought out the absolute worst side of people. Yeah. And obviously, um, I'm sure everyone's experienced it to an extent. We've definitely experienced it just with some of the things that we've shared on Instagram with having um, a following with the amount of people that we do. We will get some comments that are just so so mean. And you're like, mm -hmm. no one could possibly, no one in the world would ever walk up to you in real life and say this stuff to your face. And it's just truly because they have this security because they're behind a screen. And that's obviously another really negative aspect of all of it. Yeah. And I think it's something that over time you start to realize. So like now, I don't really take those things personally. I don't even engage with people like that. Whereas before I felt I took it as almost a threat because I do oh, feel yes. like I have a different, I have different boundaries with social media now. So my nervous system isn't chronically elevated from being on social media. So previously I would engage and I, yeah. I would really take things personally and I would get upset about, about certain things. And now I'm just like, eh, I just kind of brush it off. You know, I'm just like, this person's just projecting. That's just, it is what it is. Um, but I think it's just because I have different boundaries with social media now. And also just coming, coming to clarity of like what my social media page is for has been really helpful too. So I don't feel like I need to have all this pressure to post and I don't have to be on there all the time um, and just setting those boundaries. Yeah, it's funny. I just sent that thing to you and Emily like 10 minutes ago that says, if you understand how frequently people cope by projecting, you mm. would learn to take absolutely nothing personally. Someone shared that uh, quotes by Christy on Instagram shared that. And I sent that to you guys and I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is so true. This is, yeah. this is really a healthy way of looking at things. Yeah, it's true, but it's hard. I mean, it's really hard once, I mean, we've been in this business and posting on Instagram for, I mean, I've been doing this for six years now and initially it can be really hard to ignore stuff and to actually understand that somebody is just projecting and it's, it's best to just not engage. It's just best to not engage with people when they when they are projecting on you, you know. It's true. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of just rough things that can happen with social media. Of course, there are some huge benefits to it. Like we mm -hmm. would have never met each other without totally. Instagram. That's how I found you. Mm -hmm. And it's been almost 3 years and it's been obviously such a blessing to both of us. So there are some positives for sure. We don't want to act like there's not. I mean, Instagram is the reason that we have the business that we have and that we've been able to connect with so many of you. And we are really thankful for it. And we're so thankful for the community that we specifically have on Instagram because you guys, which I'm assuming you will all found us through in through Instagram. Yeah. Um, 
do you guys listening to this podcast, you guys are our people and we really yep. feel like we do connect with you and we appreciate your support and we wouldn't have that support without Instagram. So there definitely are benefits. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, it is a really good way to find people in your corner, like people that have like-minded people. Um, I like We never would have met. I mean, most of my good friends that I like talk to daily through text and stuff are actually people I met on social media. They're not people that I know, you know, from from just a real life experience. So it's actually really true. And I, I saw, I think someone posted this on Instagram. They were like, I went through a surgery or something like that. And my friends that I've known for 10 years or since high school or middle school didn't barely even checked in on me. And people I knew from Instagram that I'd never met in real life were sending me care packages. Yeah. And that is 100% true about Instagram. I had friends from, from forever that like literally barely checked in on me during my divorce. And I mean, I rarely heard from them, mm-hmm. did not get a lot of support or sympathy. And then I had people that I've met on Instagram, like you and Emily and my friend Mir, if you guys are listening to this, her name is, I think, Miriam Diane on Instagram. I think she mm-hmm. just changed it. She was just an angel and would just text me and be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? I've never met her in real life. Yeah. But yeah. she's just like the sweetest person. And um, yeah, so you do meet wonderful people. Yeah. So really, I mean, there are a lot of benefits. Like we said, we don't want to just turn a blind eye to that because we have met so many amazing people and people that are now our friends and people that we purchase high quality foods or products from. So many benefits. But there are a lot of drawbacks, which is why we did dedicate an entire season to this towards the beginning of our podcast. I mean, this is only our third season. Because we don't really feel like we can dive into a bunch of the other stuff we want to talk about without first covering social media because it has such a massive impact on us. So what our next episode is actually going to cover is the overwhelm of nutrition information. This is something we deal with every single day Mm -hmm. of our lives um, because the in, the nutritional information on Instagram changes like the tide. I mean, every day it's something new and every day you're getting bombarded by tons of information from people that maybe have absolutely zero experience. Um, they're just sharing random things that have happened to them and making it seem like that's what happens for everyone. And then it just, it just basically creates like this very confusing space. And we are constantly getting questions on that. So we are going to be diving very deep into that next episode. I wouldn't be surprised if next episode is pretty long. Um, We're going to be talking about creating balance with social media, discernment when using social media, and even touching a little bit on using social media from a business perspective. So we have a ton, a ton of good stuff that we're going to be covering in this season. But like I said, we did want to dedicate a whole season to it because we see the impacts that it's having on ourselves, our family, our friends, our clients, people in the membership, and making sure that we're approaching it from as healthy of a perspective as we can and having a healthy relationship with it is really important. Yeah. So I think to wrap this up, um, I think some things to touch on would just be, you know, do you actually know what you want? Um, Or are you 
or are you just being completely influenced by social media? Because most people are. And that's like, like I had said earlier about the FOMO, like you feel like you're missing out or you feel like your life is so unfulfilling just because of all the stuff that you're seeing on social media. So I, for a few examples, you know, like farm life, right? We're in this like era of, of life where there's a lot of accounts that are promoting having children and living on a farm off grid and that's what you need to heal. That's what you need to feel better. That's, that's what you need. And you're not going to be fulfilled if you don't do these things. And it's funny because sometimes that can catch you, right? So I have made the decision in my life to not have children, right? And so when you see stuff like that, you can easily be influenced, especially if you don't, you know, if you don't know who you are and what you want, that could be really influential. And that could, you know, your end goal is all of a sudden going to be having children and living on a farm off grid and all of this stuff. And maybe you make that goal a reality and then realize, wow, this is not what I wanted at all. And it was just because you were influenced by social media. So really understanding who you are as a person is going to be the best way to navigate social media. Um, also like van life. I mean, how many times have I seen, and I know so many people, like you'll see people traveling all over the world and like they do van life and all this stuff. And you're thinking, oh my God, I need that, <laughs> you know, but do you actually know what that entails? Do you actually want that? <laughs> or, you know, you see people living in like a tropical place when you're stuck, you know, somewhere where it's snowing during the winter and you're reevaluating your whole life thinking, oh, I should move. I need to move. I don't like where I live. I should move. And then you actually, if you were to actually sit down and think about it, you're like, I actually love where I live, but you're just being influenced by social media. That's making you change who you are as a person and your own desires and thoughts. So that's just something to think about. But I think a lot of the reasons why people just feel so unfulfilled in life is just because we're always seeing people's highlight reel. It's just making your life feel inferior to everybody else's. Yeah. And I mean, to your point about what you said of constantly questioning what if you're doing the right thing or should you be doing van life or traveling full time or blah, blah, blah. I think even even worse than than that, it's just the constant questioning if you're doing enough in your life, in your head like that will just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> burn you out so fast to be constantly in that like mindset of, well, I guess I'm just not doing enough. I guess I'm just wasting my life, blah, blah, blah. And some of it can be good, right? Because maybe some of it will be inspiring. Mm -hmm. And maybe you will discover that you were meant to do van life through Instagram, or maybe it will just inspire you to get outside more, Mm -hmm. do more things. But you can't let, that's where it's super hard to find that balance of social media because letting it be an inspiration to you and doing more things outside, doing more things in your life can be great, but you at the same time have to be really careful to not let that become something that just eats away at you, telling you you're not doing enough when in fact you're doing a lot and that's just going to be an added source of stress. Yeah. And you should never, I don't think, you know, none of these accounts mean anything wrong by what they're doing. No, they're just sharing, they're sharing their, life. their life. I don't blame the, the accounts at yeah, all. Yeah, so they're not doing anything wrong, but you have to understand how to look at that and be like, 
is this something I would actually want or not? You know, and yeah, you can look at somebody that's living on a farm and doing the homesteading and they have children and life just seems kind of slow and easy. And you're like, oh, I want that. Right. But if you actually sit down and write a pros and cons list, is that actually something you want? Is that who you are? You know, it would van life make sense for you. You know, you have to really you know, look, look deeper and realize like, who are you <laughs> before you go and look at these other people's lives and think that you want that, right? We're all just feeling so unsatisfied and unfulfilled because people are sharing their lives and we think that they have more than us in some way, but you really need to tune in and you probably have everything you want and what you need. <laughs> You're probably living a life that you love, but social media is making you think differently. Yes, that's so true. I do just want to emphasize your point, though, where people sharing this should not be blamed. No, absolutely not. And I feel like they do get blamed where all of a sudden people will be like, well, I don't want to have a farm. And it's like, that's fine. That's no one's fault. None of the people sharing their homesteading are posting, everyone needs to be doing this. Everyone stop what you're doing right now. You need to be living mm -hmm. my life. Not a single person has said that. So if that's how you feel, you need to evaluate how you're approaching social media and make sure that you're not taking everything people say super personally like that. I mean, we get that all the time <laughs> where it's like, we never said never eat a single piece of green vegetables ever again, just because liver is more nutrient dense than kale. And liver is an actual superfood and kale isn't. We never say never eat kale again. Yeah. But that's like the words that people kind of put in our mouths. So we've really experienced this, but we've also seen it happen. Um, even in our membership, people have posted, oh, this person is doing this, 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 and this, and it, it's making me feel mm -hmm. bad. And we're like, honestly, that's on you though. Because they're just sharing what they're doing. So that's why it's like you really have to have a healthy mindset to approach social media because no one's just sitting there telling you that you have to be exactly like them. You are telling yourself that and then you're getting yourself stressed out. No, it's no, it's never on them. And I, I mean, I even know that some people, you know, on my personal Instagram, I am always out adventuring and hiking and doing all these things. And a lot of people are like, I want to do that. I want to do what you're doing. And it's like, but do you really? Like, do you actually want to do that? <laughs> you know, and they feel like they should be doing that, or like they're, they're something's missing in their life by not doing that. And it's like, oh gosh, you know. And I sometimes feel bad that I post those things or I post my adventures and stuff, thinking that. But I'm like, no, this is on them. You know, this is on somebody else. Well, I mean, we've had the talk before because you've said that to me. You've been like, I kind of feel bad posting this stuff, and it's like, well. You can't because it's the reality is what you're doing is is you're living your life the way that you set it up and you sharing it. If that's a problem for someone, they can mute you, they can unfollow you, mm -hmm. or they can just reevaluate their perspective of how they're looking at your life because you're just sharing what you're doing and people taking things so personally is where so many issues can can crop up and then they kind of like want to blame the influencer or blame the person sharing the information because it's making them feel bad, but they're actually kind of making themselves feel bad. And we're not saying this to be mean to people. We're just saying like, we've seen this a lot and we just realize there's so much of it that's actually really needs to be evaluated by each individual that's using social media before they it needs to be evaluated before anyone uses social media. Yeah, and before you go and make some huge decision based off of something that you're seeing on social media that you feel like that's what's that's what you need in your life to to feel fulfilled. 
like really evaluate that, you know, you don't want to then get into a situation where you're like, whoa, that's not what I wanted at all. You know, you really need to tune in and start to understand like who you are as a person. And if you're looking at all of this stuff on social media and seeing it as almost like a threat, like, oh, why is that person doing that? And I can't, or, you know, you're having these negative feelings Maybe instead of thinking you need what they have, you need to figure out what is unfulfilling in your life, what is making you unhappy in your life, and yes. tackle that. Yes. Yeah. That was that was so well said and probably a perfect place to wrap up this episode. So we will see you guys next week for social media and the overwhelm of nutrition information. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. On the last episode of each season, we'll answer listener questions. If you have a question for us, please email it to us at wildwellfed at gmail.com for a chance to have your questions answered. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you again next time.